Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for my podcast, Great New American Essays. The series appears here on the New Books Network, which has as its motto, sharing knowledge so people can thrive. Today's focus is on Sport Literate Magazine, and it's an anthology entitled Game, which was released in July of this year. I'm joined by William Miners. Bill is a writer, editor, and teacher living in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He created Sport Literate as a graduate student at Columbia College in Chicago in 1995. By day, he works as a reporter for the Graduate County Herald, a family-owned weekly newspaper, and by night, he teaches academic writing courses at Mid-Michigan College. Both Sport Literate Magazine and Game, by the way, which was edited by Bill and his colleague Brian McKenna, are issued by Pint Size Publications. Welcome to the show, Bill. Hi, Dan. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. So let's jump right in. Uh, tell me, if you will, the creation story of Sport Literate Magazine. And I have a couple of follow-on questions to that. Why did you launch it, and how is it unique compared to other sports-oriented publications? Okay, sure. It's a good question. And I was much younger when we, when we started it. I started in, um, in at Columbia College, Chicago, and it was... Uh, I think the class, I think a class was actually 1994, and the class was called Small Press Publishing. I thought it would be a class about, like, how to, you know, submit to small presses, which I was interested in at the time, but it was sort of come up with the hypothetical for your own magazine. And our teacher, uh, Ed Eusebio, who's still my Facebook friend, um, um, he had created his own uh, literary magazine back in the day, and he said, look to your interests and things like that, so... As a kid, I loved sports, loved playing and watching and, uh, you know, by high school and reading Sports Illustrated. And so I thought this could be sort of a, the Wall Street Journal of Sports Illustrated. You know, we wouldn't have pictures or anything, but we'd try and get the best writing we could and, um, started there. Um, uh, we started getting some grants from the Illinois Arts Council, um, which we got about 18 of those and, um. 18? Wow. Yeah, you know, we're no longer Chicago based. Um, like we just got our first Michigan grant, but um, we um, I think early on we were kind of we're smaller than we are now, and we're still kind of small, but uh, published ourselves and some friends and teachers. And I think the word got out, people started finding us, and we started getting some good writing, some poetry here and there. And so that was the beginning of it. And we, you know, just tried to keep that going for uh, well, we're Closing out thirty years, I guess. So well, you and you have to uh, to uh, toot your horn for you. You managed yeah. to secure a lot of good publications because uh, I noted as I was going through game that you have what something like thirty writers whose work have been cited either in best American sports writing and or best American essay. That's uh, that's a good track record. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, that that's been a thrill for us, and I'm sure a thrill for those writers too. Um, and, and speaking of those writers, do you see from the 30 that have been selected, is there anything that you think kind of is a, a pattern or a fit? I'm just curious. I mean, 30 is an awfully good number. Oh, as far as um, yeah, as far as the, the work we get published in there? Yeah, yeah, the ones that get cited. You know, what card is I? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it, when I, when we read them on our end, I mean, it just it, it tends to jump out at you, those particular pieces. Or it can be like a diamond in the rough. You know, you sent us a piece recently, like 
I read and a couple of colleagues read and like, we've never had anything like this. This is really good. <laughs> you know, so it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's sort of, you know, that kind of goosebump moment when we get those things. And then, um, I think, um, you know, even going part back to the late nineties that one of our old teachers got a best American, uh, sports writing nod, um, essay about writing, um, about running and kind of father and son type thing. And, um, but, uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm usually, um, lately we seem to have one or two per issue, which is nice. And for a lot of, for the most part, I think we know like all this, these two or three are really good, you know, in our own minds anyway, we think they stand out. So, you know, sure. luckily some other folks like them, you know? Yeah. Well, when I used to, uh, teach college, I, I often knew I felt by the end of the first paragraph, whether it was going to be a good paper. Oh, you know, it had a focus, a, a crispness, a yeah. sense of where it was headed, a good turn of phrase. There was just something in all of it that made me think, I, I got a winner in my hands versus a duck. Oh, sure. And you're maybe not looking to count how many pages you have to read or anything, you know, <laughs> like, kind of grab you, grab you quick in those, in those cases, right? Yeah. So kind of a more broad question. Obviously, Sport Literate has poetry as well, but just sticking with the essay form, uh, what what attracted you about the essay form, or what attracts you still about the essay form? Yeah, you know that's that's a good question. I started with a a, a a classmate of mine at Columbia College, and that was one of the things off the bat. I'm like, let's just do essays. I actually I only want to do essays, and we brought in poetry, and we had a poetry editor. Um, I think the essays, I think because there's so much drama inherent in sports already. You know, if we watch sports over the weekend. I don't know if you need to hype that up in a certain way. So I think, um, and I didn't, I don't know, I guess the criticism of sports type writing might be that it's, uh, um, could be overly sentimental or could be, um, you know, um, kind of the chicken soup for the sporting soul type thing. I'd say, I wanted to have real true life stories, right? You know, creative nonfiction, they're still using all the techniques of fi fiction and, recreating the dialogue so it's probably not you know we don't fact check much i mean it's but i think just that um the opportunity to um stay within the essay format um to the to you know have lots of balls in the air at the same time so to speak so they may be uh um they're maybe not like a story a short story where there's sort of an arc and a resolution you know a lot of essays you just sort of here it is and you're raising some questions and you may end with as many questions, but it's just, you know, just that great writing that's lyrical and everything else, you know, that's, yeah. It's good. Well, yeah, I think, I think one thing about the form is just kind of going out for a walk and uh, may, maybe you got somewhere, maybe you didn't, but uh, the wandering, <laughs> the wanderings were interesting along the way. Yes, exactly, uh, yeah. One of the things that I meant that I really liked about sport litter is the sense that speaking of hype, that I didn't have to hype. I didn't have to glorify. I didn't have to, you know, be sentimental. You, know, you could you could take a truthful, in depth look at the athlete or the sport you're writing about. That's that's what strikes me in part about your publication. Oh sure, yeah. No, that's great. That's great to hear. And that uh, that's sort of what we're like. And it's always kind of hard to. I don't know if you ever go to these writer conferences and stuff. They sort of like AWP or anything like that. They they sort of overwhelm me. But we we remain sort of. Uh, a unique publication on that front. Like people come up and say, Oh, it's sport literate. Is it, is it about sports? And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, literally, you know? And, uh, 
And then I'll have people like say, oh, I don't, I don't like sports. And then they'll tell me a whole story about their father taking them to, uh, you know, Abbott's Field or something you know, back in the day. So, sure. it's like, and, and they may be thinking just of the mainstream sport because, you know, speaking okay. of, of game, I mean, you, you've got all sorts of sports going on there. I mean, besides the obvious heavy hitters, I just have to mention there's bicycling, there's fighting, there's mm -hmm. fishing, there's even roller skating and wrestling right. and rugby. Uh, right. Do you see in different sports that the riders who take on that sport have at times a different sensibility? Uh, you know, from a football versus a, a bicycling or running, for instance. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, we publish probably, and just because we've got more than uh, that than anything else, we publish more baseball and maybe a running kind of a close second, I suppose. And maybe it's just with runners, it's sort of that lonely, reflective nature, I suppose. But, uh, and like I said, it's kind of Yeah. And baseball is, of course, famous for being an analytical. Oh, yeah, exactly. And the why was it George Plumpton had the small ball theory, I think. Are you familiar with that? It was now the writing, writing got better with the or the, as the smaller the ball got. So there's a lot of good writing. Oh, about the that. smaller the ball, the better the writing. Right. So uh, maybe not so much cool. writing about football. Though we did have a foot, we've had a special themed issues where we had a baseball issue a while back, a uh, football issue. Um, which had that well, what's called kind of a fighting issue. Um, okay. You know, well, by, by the by, the small ball rule, I suppose then golf and squash win. Uh, yeah, and we had <laughs> you know we haven't had a surprising. Um, we've had we've got a really good golf piece in the anthology. That's our lone one. Um, I haven't had a ton of golf surprisingly, or maybe I don't know. Maybe that's reflective of ourselves as editors i'm not a golfer but i mean i just like the writing that we get so uh maybe maybe it's the next frontier who knows yeah it could be yeah but uh, you mentioned that so there was that one of my favorite pieces in the anthology it's about artistic roller skating which i didn't know was a thing it's very quirky and it's set in portland but it's at, at the same time it's very serious uh a lady going through some loss in her life and she goes to see a um, a gentleman she does yoga with who's competing in these um, roller, you know, it's not figure skating, but it's, you know, along the lines of figure skating, but they're on the big clunky roller skates and they can't actually like leap, you know, because, but, uh, I know I, I had roller skates and loved it as a kid. I, um, and I can't say I was terribly agile on them. They were pretty clunky skates, but yeah, <laughs> but it, was, it was good stuff. So uh, I'm glad you brought up a, one that you particularly liked. I wanted to go into four that I really loved. Yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe you can evoke for the, the listener a little bit of what it was about or what the flavor of it that appealed here and caused it to be chosen. So one of them was, in fact, from baseball, which you mentioned earlier. And it's William uh, Lexo's essay called Sin and Baseball. And I remember one of the things I liked about it was when he got to the point of saying he would lay down like you were laying down to commit sin but it was with his transistor radio and he listened, as he said, with heart and soul to oh, it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, can you tell me a bit more about that essay? How, how yeah, so readers. So Bill, another Bill with a, 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 a top last name to pronounce. I sound yes. not sure how to pronounce it. Laszlo or whatever. I was writing about, uh, he's a few years older than me, I guess, but he's writing about early 60s and he was a big Yankees fan and Came from a real staunch, um, conservative, whatever sect of Christianity. I can't remember all the end, but it was like, I think it was, I think it was Catholic. Oh, was it Catholic? Oh, I should know that. That's what I am. Or was, you know, so, but I, it was the, uh, 
you know, Sunday was certainly not a day for baseball or anything else. So he can kind of concocted this thing where he feigned illness at his grandmother's house. And instead of being there for a Bible reading, he'd get, get to go upstairs and lay down and break out his transistor and listen to Mickey Mantle and, you know, all that great stuff. And just, I mean, terrific writing. It's one of the, like those, one of those, like we mentioned before, a, a piece from the word go. Like, you know, oh, this is good, you know, and you could tell, like, this guy is sort of a... Well, and, and, for, and for me, the ability to keep bringing in, you know, the religious comparison or the yeah. language was great, even to the point of saying, well, on the scorecard, you keep track of the game, SD stands for save. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe his soul is not saved, but he's hoping yeah. the pitcher yeah. can save the day. Um, yeah. I, I just thought it was great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. 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 And he, had, he was another guy who, like, I don't know, some people... Um, They've discovered us, you know, where we remain a small kind of press, you know, and that he found us somewhere and, uh, you know, sent us, sent us our way and, you know, got the best American accolades and everything else. So that was really nice. Yeah, no, it was a good piece. So switching over to bicycling, uh, Michael Kula, easier name to say, <laughs> uh, how to repair a bicycle. Yeah. Um, I remember one of the phrases, because he, he gets all these bikes initially, and he's just learning the art of basically doing bicycle repair. You're right. Because these are bikes that will not be put together. <laughs> right. right <laughs> the yeah. guy who has no mechanical skills, I definitely related to that. Oh, but sure. Tell me a bit more about the essay, if you don't mind. Yeah, and and that essay, he's um, it's a creative modification, of course. So he's dealing with the um, the death of his brother, and who had been uh, even more into bicycling, and he was just. Um, you know, it's, it's sort of grieving in his own way and he kept buying bikes and repairing them. And then he'd have all these bikes and parts in his basement. And, um, you know, it was just, it was, I guess, um, it wasn't quite as short, but I guess, uh, essay wise, it was one of the shorter ones, I think. So yep. Yep, it was. just a few pages, I think actually one of my buddies who teaches at Butler university has taught us sports and literature class had used that. And, um, I think, Hopefully very relatable. I think um, we do get a lot of family stories, you know, and that was uh, obviously a, a, you know, a, a guy and his brother. And then a, a little bit about, a, you know, how, how we got through that, you know, and at the end, it was sort of a nice image of him. You know, I don't know if he's over his grief, but he's on the bicycle. He's a Washington guy, sort of. You know, yeah, that's probably what I like about the essay because the the how to makes you think it's a very functional essay. That's but right. Oh, yeah. But there's a whole yeah. spiritual element to it. But yeah, it's got this dichotomy going, this extra depth that you might not expect from the title, and that that was part of what drew me to it. Oh yeah, and I for, actually I'd forgotten what's the how to. So back back in the day, it's like let's do a how to sort of tongue in cheek how to, and we did a few of them here and there, and then we just started, ah, oh, we don't have to have a how. And it was always intended to be not like, you know, how to repair a sink or something, you know, but more yeah, along yeah. the lines of a little uh, deeper and uh, sort of out of the blue. Again, Michael found us with that. You know, I don't know that he did that. He realized we did how-tos like 15 years ago, but <laughs> it was a how-to, I think, so. Sure. So then there was one actually on fighting and by a woman, uh, Justina Ellis, called Hard Cut. Um, and I think part of what drew me in is, again, I'm looking for there an extra framing device that analytically maybe, you know, or story-wise takes it deeper. And so we get into kind of the issues about body control. Because oh, yeah. As a woman, you've already dealing with this every day. A, a normal fighter thinks about the weigh-in, 
and oh, yeah. into the boxing category, for instance. But she's saying there's a self-discipline that women know all too well up oh, yeah. the downside. Um, yeah. What about that essay? What what worked for you in that essay? Oh, yeah. Well, she was, uh, we published, I can't remember if that was the first or second. We, we I think we had our consecutive issues and that particular one won our um, essay contest where we had a guest judge. Um, and she's, I'm proud to say she's one of our, uh, we've got a few Canadians who we claim as best Americans. So I thought that was kind of neat. But uh, she's writing about, um, and it starts off with, um, she, she had some eating disorders and things like that, and was sort of obsessed with exercise. But then it's, it's so much more than that too. I think they always start with, everything starts with a sport right you know and i think um you know she's starting you know even kind of watching some of these mma fights and um but just it becomes something so much larger you know yeah, especially yeah. with the yeah the per you know with that that personal essay format you know where she she's bringing in her own life and then uh but again and that pretty rich i thought and like again a lot of different uh, different themes i guess and she's sort of um yeah, yeah, one thing, one thing I liked was the contrast between the the nineteenth century view of women and what they could do versus the twenty first century. Because you said at one point, well, the nineteenth century was you did good works, you know, you were religious soul. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then the twenty first century, you do good workouts. And right. uh, yeah. and she said, well, you know, I'm not one of those sideliners, the people who say they're going to do something, you know, out range, out and actually step in the ring. And uh, yeah, yeah. there was a real, there was a real. Um, conscientiousness and feistiness at the same time to her oh yeah 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 she's she's great and um i think she put something out on in the twitter space or whatever that you know after this came out and actually she, and she got two nods so she got a best american essay nod and a best american sports writing nod which that particular anthology it's it's not well, it's not part of the best american essay series or best american series anymore there's a a thing like it but uh she got the double nod, and it wasn't that long. I think it was 2019 that her piece came out. And she mentioned on Twitter that there's a relationship she referred to, and she's no longer in that relationship. And she had referenced Joe Rogan's podcast. Yes, I she like I don't really listen to him anymore. <laughs> but it was that. Uh, yeah, she's a great. She's a terrific writer. You know, uh, we like our Canadians. I'm from Minnesota, so we like to think. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we like to think we're honorary Canadians. Being from Minnesota, yeah. we we play hockey and all. They're all, yeah, sure. <laughs> so speaking of hockey, uh, the last one, Mark Anthony Jarman's uh, hockey essay, A Nation Plays Chopsticks. Uh, for me, I just love the the voice, the eye for details in this piece. Yeah. Uh, early on, he says, he had taken a skate blade like an ax between my eyes and given the, <laughs> you know, the hockey player who just died. Uh, yeah. Boy, did that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. When yeah. did that come home? And then at one point he says, the inside of my thigh is a Jackson Pollock splatter painting, yellow, green, purple nebulas under this kind uh, flesh bruised skin uh, from pucks hitting exactly where there is no padding. Oh yeah, I, I thought, wow, that is that's good writing. He's a hell of a writer. I mean, he's writing a bunch of stuff, and I, I, I don't often I don't get to meet writers. We exchange um, pleasant emails and things. So like you and me, Dan, this is as close as I get to anyone, <laughs> you know, but, um, so he, I mean, that was, and Brian who wrote, Brian McKenna, who helped me with this anthology, which is a lot of heavy lifting and thank God yep. for, for yep. Brian on this, but he, he particularly loved that hockey piece. 
Now, sometimes I'm like, you know, right off the bat, like, oh, you know, this is cool. But then, you know, you, you read it a few times and uh, it, it's just really amazing. I just like the idea of it's sort of this old man's hockey league. And I don't know if they're all 50 plus. And yeah, no, they, were, the, they, uh, they were ancient in the sport that doesn't forgive oh, yeah. very easily. You know, and uh, but just I yeah, I think just very um, again, just the. the Maybe kind of one of those uh, writers that leans towards poetry in a lot of ways, as you pointed out, some of those sentences and whatnot. So I think, um, I don't know, I, yeah, again, another Canadian guy. I don't know if he, he lives and teaches up there. I don't know if he landed up there or if he's, uh, but uh, it's just well, they, to almost. They, they got more time in the winter to write those essays. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of it, but. Uh, <laughs> could, uh, be, yeah. could be. Yeah. Well, um, any last uh, words you want to want to offer here? Oh, well, um, you know, you know, um, we're still, we're, we're still plugging away. I was, I'm, I, so I just said you're a contributor, Scabby, right? You know, so you got yeah, you a couple of those. And then, um, um, then I send them out to subscribers, supporters, and it feels like we have more writers than we have subscribers, but that's okay. I mean, I think we just want to, uh, publish, um, continue to publish that 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 good work and i think we are a bit still a bit unique in the literary landscape in that we're not really academic you know um there's some other pubs i might lean more if with within the sporting part of it lean a little more academic i think uh we're obviously big on the personal essay um and the poetry so you know we just keep plugging away and one of my letters i said to one of my supporters today is like you know i started i was not yet 30 when i started this then and at another thirty, another thirty years, I might have something figured out with it, you know. But we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how sure. it goes. I don't know if any of my kids want to pick it up, but yeah. sure. Well, well, I, I want to thank you, Bill, so much for your time and for being my guest on Great New American Essays. Uh, today's topic has been Sport Literate Magazine and its twenty-fifth anniversary anthology called Game, both of which are available from Pint Size Publications. Until next time, take care and be well.